Hey, what's good, everybody? It's Cedric Warren here, your host of Said Talk. Get it? Like TED Talk, but it's me. A couple of things. Hey, welcome to the second episode in our SC series. Uh, tonight, we'll be discussing the upstate and the A64 area code region. Uh, on the first episode, I mentioned that SC is divided into four different regions three different area codes. So we have the upstate, the Midlands, the PD, and the low country. So like I said, we are focusing on the upstate today. Uh, so last week's episode, I hope you enjoyed that. Got a lot of different perspectives uh, from several people from around the Midlands area. Wanted to have somebody from Rock Hill as well to kind of complete that, but wasn't able to make it. So we'll probably bring you some extra commentary from that and some bonuses as well. So tonight, uh, I have two people from the upstate, uh, so I will let them introduce themselves and we will get into it. So, uh, Chuck, if you want to kick us off. So I'm Chuck Redman uh, from Greer, Greer, South Carolina, uh, between Greenville and Spartanburg, actually. Um, born and raised there, went to the University of South Carolina now living in Washington, D.C. area, where I'm a nonprofit executive. Nice. And Kim? Um, Hello, I'm Kimberly Hallams. I am from Anderson, South Carolina, but I was actually born in Texas. Military family, long story. I, too, went to University of South Carolina in journalism, and now I am a public relations executive in the federal government. Nice. This is the uh, the DC crew up here on the show today. SC to DC. SC, SC to, DC. to DC. Yeah, it's a it's a lot of alums, and and I'll say this too, a lot of black alums too up there as well. So a lot of people go up there as well. And then of course our co-hosts back again. Yo, I'm back, America. I keep coming back. I'm not sure it's because I'm good or it's because I'm related to Cedric. Either way. I will take it. We in here. We in here. We appreciate you uh, being back again. So uh, to talk a little bit about the upstate region, uh, it's made up of 11 counties, and that is, these include Abbeville, Anderson, Cherokee, Greenville, Greenwood, McCormick, which I forget is a county, Oconee, Pickens, <laughs> uh, Spartanburg, Union, and York County uh, as well as, no, excuse me, I put York, that's not in there. That's definitely Rock Hill. <laughs> yeah, that's the Midlands. I think I uh, was typing too fast. There we go. So Union is but the last. upper state of sports though. But. Yeah, that is true. And we'll get into that too, <laughs> of how they kind of divide things for the sports. Good catch, Kim. Appreciate that. All right. So the uh, the area is home to a couple of famous people uh, that we'll definitely talk about. I think Chuck and Kim probably have some more. But most famously, of course, Chadwick Boseman, uh, who is a Black Panther, and he's played Jackie Robinson. And uh, who else did he play? Uh, Thurgood Marshall, I think, as well in a movie. And James Brown. James Brown, yep. And then we also have Nicole Bahari, uh, who played uh, his wife in 42, uh, Jackie Robinson's wife in 42. She's also been in a couple TV shows as well. Uh, some universities in the area, uh, Anderson University, Furman University, Bob Jones University. I had to look that one up. I didn't know that was real. Uh, USC Upstate, or formerly known as USC Spartanburg. Yeah, Spartanburg. Methodist College, Wofford College, Converse College, Lander University, Limestone, North Greenville, 
University, Erskine, uh, which is in Due West. Got a lot of colleges. Man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then <Okay>. Erskine. <laughs> There's nothing in the West South Carolina. There's nothing there. It's literally a two red light town. Oh my god. West South Carolina. Yep. That's in Abbeville County, but yeah. nothing there. Um, her skin. Like whose skin? <laughs> it's, like what is that? It's named <laughs> after it's it's named after somebody. Uh and I All think of them her- named after old white slave owners. Well, right. I think Erskine right. has a a more than uh, likely. I think Erskine has a uh, religious affiliate to like it was Presbyterian or something. I mean, that doesn't mean they weren't slave owners, but that's that's where the name came from. So there's that. And then, of course, I, as much as it pains me to mention, uh, you have that school up north in Orange. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. I love the hate. I love the hate. I respect it. Uh, so yeah, we have that school up north. We won't mention it. It's like Harry Potter. He who shall not be named. Uh, we won't say that name on here. Uh, cool. So uh, Justin has the um, the skinny on everything. You know what I'm saying? So we'll get into the questions and see what we got. Justin, what you got for us? Yeah, happy to serve as moderator again. 864 Upstate Natives. What does the upstate mean to you? How does it compare to the other regions of South Carolina? What stands out about the 864 or the upstate? We'll start with Kim. Oh, what stands out? Well, well, we have the mountains. That's one thing I can immediately think of. It's like if you're into photography, like that's one of my side things is taking pictures. So I love to go up to like Table Rock and go up to like Upper Greenville County and just take pictures and hang out and chill out. And um, I would also say it's a very distinct culture in terms of the rest of the state because you have Columbia, you have the state capitol, you have Charleston, you have the Grand Strand, you have the PD. It's just like the upstate, you have, we have our own accent apparently. I didn't know that until high school, but we have our own accent. So it's, it's a totally different, once you cross that going up on that corner of the state is totally just totally different all over <laughs> how about you Chuck so I think so I got one my dad is from the low country my mom's from the Midlands so I spent time up and down the highways of the state a lot but they both came to Greenville because she got a job and like um I probably growing up in Greenville probably influenced me to like get into the business side of things. Um, I don't know if y'all know about Michael Porter, but he's like a Harvard business professor and he talked about clusters. And so Greenville had a cluster of like major corporations that moved there, I guess in the seventies, Michelin's up there. Then BMW came in our time. I think a whole lot more had moved there and they created this like automotive cluster uh, and uh-huh. it drove a lot of development which I, is interesting to me because they created like a little you know economic boom in the state even though Columbia is the capital Charles is the oldest kind of most well-known city um, the economic driver I would say of our state might sit in the upstate 
because of the uh, corporate presence there. And I think that's that was interesting to see looking back after going and studying this stuff and then looking back at like how I grew up, I realized that that drove a whole lot of my experiences, my life. That's the reason I was able to live in the suburbs and decent house and, you know, kind of had different experiences because of all of that. Yeah, it's good that you, it's interesting that you mentioned that because um, I think I mentioned in the first episode the top industries in South Carolina. So if you're just now catching this episode, top industries in South Carolina are aerospace, agribusiness, automotive, like you've mentioned, Chuck, BMW, uh, was Mercedes the other one who's up there? Michelin. 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 Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, advanced manufacturing, dis- distribution, logistics, life sciences are some of the top industries. So that makes sense. Uh, and if you drive through there, we'll actually see those uh, plants and in, in headquarters and things like that over there. Cool. Right. Very good point, Chuck. And the one thing that always stood out to me about uh, upstate Greenville was that the fact that BMW was there. So thank you for pointing that out. Next question. What does 2-5 mean? And the story behind that is when I got to USC, I heard a bunch of people just put shout out two five and they were all from the Greenville area. And I was like, what the heck are these people talking about? So what is two five? So you're from Anderson, Kim. I don't know if. No, that was not a thing to us, no. (laughs) And like I said, I'm from the suburbs. So you need a real person from Greenville, like downtown Greenville. A local. But. My best understanding is, I'm pretty sure it's Augusta Augusta Road, but it's State Highway 25 um, that runs through downtown Greenville. And so uh, when I was growing up, downtown was not as nice as it is now. Speaking of that, you know, economic boom, gentrification and all that. Um, So I'm pretty sure it was uh, like neighborhood rivalry related. but I don't, I don't know. You got to ask ask Pat or, you know, y'all going to have to do another one of these with Pat and Trent. Yeah, talk to somebody from like yeah. Southern Greenville County, like around Lawrence or TR, Travis West, you know, that part yeah. of the yeah. Greenville okay. outside, not, not the city. Of we'll have to get some two fivers on, but yeah. I just remember that from school. <laughs> I was like, what, what are these people talking about? Uh, people <laughs> in school probably just heard it back home. And needed something to rep because all the Charleston people had their gang sign. Metro <laughs> people would run around yelling, Metro. Chuck, and so, Chuck. You know, hey, we gotta say something too. So, hey, respect the Metro. This is a Metro podcast. You know, <laughs> Metro made, okay? Metro made. You know, the interesting <laughs> thing is, is like, I, um, I, I spent my first semester of college at University of Alabama, and to compare, you know, major people that were coming from Birmingham, of course, very small towns, but Birmingham, Huntsville, which they called Hunts Vegas, uh, and other parts of Alabama, yeah, uh, believe it. Uh, but it was interesting to see kind of the uh, the differences when I got to USC and how everybody truly repped like their area of the state. You know, you didn't really see that as much at Alabama uh, where, you know, at probates, at parties, you know, song come on, it's like, oh, this is all 843, this is all 803, this is all 864. So uh, I think that's what makes this uh, series so interesting uh, is that there's really a distinct culture between all these areas. All right, I got another Greenville question. I promise I have something for Anderson too, Kim. 
But for Greenville, what are what are y'all nicknames? We know Columbia, the Metro. We know Charleston is Chucktown or Charlie O. I think they call it that. And G Vegas. Does Greenville have nicknames? G Vegas is all I've ever heard. Just like Hunts Vegas. Vegas. I think anybody got that has Bill on the back of their hometown name just automatically put Vegas on it, and that becomes your nickname. Uh, I don't know. That's that's what I've heard. I call it Grunville. Grunville. I think everybody makes fun of the way we pronounce things. I don't really know what my accent is. It, it depends on what part of my family I'm around, but uh, <laughs> we tend to run some things together. Kim actually mentioned that we had, I mean, that the upstate had an accent. And from, I just see the upstate as having a more traditional southern accent. Like the accent people will imitate when they want to imitate southerners just tends to be heavier from people from the upstate, even the black people. So, Kim, do you find that to be true or how would you describe the upstate accent? It's like you said, it's the traditional southern accent, you know, so we're not as pronounced, you know, not as thick tongued as Charleston, no offense state, 4 3. Don't know what y'all are saying sometimes. Um, <laughs> no, the 803, y'all have a middle of the road accent depending on what part of the 803. So if you're closer to Charleston, like Orangeburg, yeah, that thicker accent is there, but like close to Columbia, y'all don't have one to me. At least to me, y'all don't. And upstate is more mountain based because, again, true southern accent. Like in DC, people are like, people say, oh, well, Kim, you don't have an accent. Let me go home for a week and come back. You will definitely hear <laughs> that um, southern accent. So we, yeah, it's definitely a this is your traditional run-the-mill southern accent, depending on what part of the upstate you're in as well. Like Pickens County, where that school we don't like, where they're located, they're super country, super hickey, super hokey. Yes. Whereas like Greenville is very business-like, run-the-mill. Spartanburg, certain parts, same thing. So it's like the closer you get to North Carolina, it fizzles out. The closer you get to Georgia, it gets thicker again. So just depends on where you're located. That's interesting because I, all right. So now that you said that, I have to probably, we got to do like some bonus episodes too. Because like one of my LBs is from Greenwood. Uh, and at times, like, I feel like he's talking out the side of his mouth. And I, that's what I think of when I hear like super country accents is like people just talking outside of their mouth like their mouth is like purposely like crooked or whatever and it's just like the words are coming outside out of it. holding a toothpick yeah yeah piece of hate yeah yeah almost yeah. <laughs> almost almost matthew mcconaughey like you know what i'm saying where he he's always you know what i'm talking about uh and then one of my other LBs is from is from Lawrence. And I remember the first time uh, I heard him say where he was from, I thought he was saying like Lawrence, like E-N-T-S. E- and I'm like, what? He, and it's just, it was so thick, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I, I, that that is right because that's a little bit, that's going north, uh, but it's not necessarily the mountains. And I'm with you, Kim. Uh, I've been through the Clemson area. Ugh. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> easily area, uh, and yeah, it's it's yeah, very hick and, and redneck. <laughs> if y'all uh y'all watch the show Moonshiners, yes, uh, I've seen that. So, yes, I mean Greenville is right on the other side. Well, some of the people on that show are like right outside of Spartanburg. It's the same mountains 
So, like, if you think about Tennessee, I know we got one friend from Tennessee on the other side of the hills. Like, Greenville's hillbillies. Like, that's – you drive 20 minutes and you are in the mountains. Uh, uh-huh. So, like, I didn't know I had an accident until I heard myself on an answering machine. And then I was like, oh, man, I can't speak English. This is bad. Uh, been working on it since then. I was, like, seven. <laughs> As a sub, shout out to Kim for the phrase "thick tongued." Yeah. That is, <laughs> that's a new one. Phrase, and I can't wait for next week with the uh, the eight four three local country to tell them that their their accent is thick tongued. <laughs> Don't put my name to that, please. Um, I'm about to say they're coming for you, Kim. I will not. Quote you, I will not quote you on that. I would just. For, I would just use the phrase. And Y'all know I'm nasty on social media. They can come out and watch us. She is public relations, so she is definitely equipped to handle the backlash. She's. She be ready. I. I follow Kim on Twitter, man, and she be ready every time <laughs> and I'd be like y'all y'all just don't know man she she got time today you know what I'm saying so we all do I'm in quarantine I don't have shit else to do so exactly <laughs> exactly alright speaking of Kim Anderson native Anderson has a very famous story one that involves uh, radio which was made into a movie and is a pretty—he's uh, a pretty uh, famous guy and a legend in South Carolina. So, Kim, can you want to speak to that and any like stories you may have involving radio? Oh man! First of all, rest in peace, radio. He passed away this past yes. December. Rest in peace. Um, I went to T.L. Hannah High School, so went to school with him every day for four years, and he is a very was a very colorful, fun person to be around. Like one of my stories I love to share about him was I was in ninth grade and I was going to class because like we only had like five minutes to get from one side of the school to the other and if you've ever been to T.L. Hannah it's a very big school and so five minutes is a stretch so like think about going from so I'm in USC term trying to get from the Coliseum to the to the business school in Jesus. 15 minutes Jesus so think about T.L. Hannah but doing that in five minutes so you had to go from one side to the other but anyway I was literally trying to rush to get to class because, you know, ninth grader, I'm not really, you know, this is new territory to me. He stopped me and said, no running in the hallway, no running in the hallway. And then he gives me a hug. He said, that's okay. Tell him that you're with me and you have permission to be late because I told you it was okay to do so. And um, ever since then, it was like, okay, he's he's a cool dude. You know, he was our hall monitor, our um, drum major. I was also in band. So... He was our drum major. He was our cheerleader. He was our support system. So radio, radio was the man. And then fun fact, that movie was made my senior year of high school. So we was involved directly in the production with that because I was on the newspaper staff at Hannah and I was also on yearbook staff. So we also did some research for the movie as well. So, yeah. Nice. Nice. I was I was going to ask, uh, like, how well was the movie related to his the actual experience of radio? Did they really capture who he was and, you know, not just kind of create a, a fairy tale story or not? Um, it was they captured his essence, but some of the story itself wasn't correct. So, like, for instance, Alfred Woodard played the principal at T.L. Hannah in the movie. T.L. Hannah has never had a black female principal. Never okay. in his history. Um <laughs> And they shot the movie actually in Walterboro, South Carolina, which 
from what I understand, since my mom and dad are both from Anderson, they said that the um, well, my mom, my dad passed away, but um, my mom was telling me that Walterboro now for 2003 when they shot the movie was exactly like Anderson back in the early 70s. So the setting was perfect. The scenery was perfect. There was just some small inaccuracies there because again, I went to Hannah, so I I know better. I knew better, but um, but for the most part, yeah, they captured his essence. You know, of what radio, of what he, who he was, and how he interacted with the students and how people took on to him. Nice, very, very uh, good story, and um, that is a great high point. But I also have to bring up when it involves the upstate. Something not so great. And another cultural aspect to me that stands out about the upstate, the upstate just feels more redneck and i.e. more racist than, than the other regions of the state. So <laughs> one thing that particular that sticks out is the fact that it took until 2000 six for Greenville County to celebrate MLK Day. So I just want to know what was that? How did y'all feel growing up there? Did y'all feel that it was blatantly more racist than anywhere else? And Chuck, um, did y'all go to school on MLK Day while everybody else was at home? <laughs> nah, nah, I don't think so. But to be honest, I don't know. What I remember is I do remember the debate. And I remember that there was a faction that offered for it to be a Confederate Memorial holiday or MLK day as like an optional thing. But I mean, growing up, I'm still from, I'm from South Carolina in general. And I've been out of South Carolina for quite some time. And everybody thinks, you know, everything's so racist and that's like the worst thing on earth. Um, I went to school with all all kinds of people, but I went to the white school, so there weren't that many black folks. Um, I haven't experienced like I've I had my tires slashed, and like somebody waited. I was a drum major. Somebody slashed my tires. Me and my whole family out in the parking lot. Somebody drove by in a big truck with a big Confederate flag, like honking the horn. So I know they did it. I think I know who it is um, or who it was. At the same time, I have I had great experiences with you know friends of mine that I know people that I hang out with now might meet them today and say, oh that's a redneck, oh that's a racist, and I know good and well that some of those people are better people or treat people better on a day to day in and out basis than the folks I interact with on a day to day basis in places that are supposed to be accepting. So. I don't, it's, it's, there's a little bit of subjectivity to it and there's a little bit of people want to point the finger at things that look blatant and look like oh I would never do that but I mean I often tell people going from South Carolina to Boston Boston was the most racist experience I ever had and I grew up in Greenville so oh yeah you're I, right you know, <laughs> it's all relative to me I feel like I've seen it all and growing up it, it was it was a part of life it was a, it's been a part of life everywhere I've been so I don't get that much credence to it <laughs> what about you Cam um so similar to Chuck um so again 
my dad was in the military, so we travel a lot. And I'm used to, you know, multicultural experiences, but when we finally settled in South Carolina, as I mentioned, both of my parents are from there. So my mom told me, you know, at a young age, like, okay, well, this is likely going to happen because she went to school during um, segregation. So my mother's in her, almost in her 70s. So she was telling me, you know, that this could very well happen. Just be on the lookout. We're not on the military base anymore. People are ignorant for the most part. And I, I too, went to a predominantly white high school. My high school was probably maybe 85 to 90% white. And I didn't have any really bad experiences until, again, in ninth grade, when my guidance counselor looked at my schedule and she saw that I had honors classes and I was a year ahead in a couple of classes as well. She was like, oh, this got to be a mistake. My mom was like, no, this is not a mistake. She placed out a year ahead in a lot of her classes. Like, this is correct. So they tried it on that level. But other than that, like Chuck said, you know, you don't really give that much credence to it because and people are ignorant. You know, people are not going to be on that same wavelength as you. And you just don't, you just ignore it. You know, killing with kindness, killing with love. That was my, that's how I approached it. And then going to USC, my most racist experience was actually in y'all area code in the 803. Let me guess, was it uh, West Columbia or Lexington? Was it Lexington? Lexington, yes. Right was. across that bridge. The cops, Lexington County Police suck. So if anybody's listening to this, Lexington County Cop, I'm sorry, but y'all suck. Um, so yeah, that was it. So that was my most racist encounter was surprisingly in the state capital, well, in the suburbs. So it's like, okay, whatever. Again, killing with kindness. So Lexington is uh, is in the Midlands. Yeah, it is. It is honestly. <laughs> It is, but Lexington, Lexington, it, it is truly racist. Like I, I've heard, uh, not only um, people outside of Lexington, but people from Lexington, even white people from Lexington, say like Lexington cops is bad. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and maybe just the highway patrol that be through Lexington kind of get that same persona as well. I've heard that as well. So. Yeah, that's unfortunate. I used to actually live right across the bridge. Uh, they built some brand new apartments. Um, I never encountered the police, uh, West Casey, West Columbia area, uh, but there were some things and stuff that like I was playing uh, rec league kickball and stuff like that. Um, or social leagues or whatever, where like I would see the police through there after it's late or whatever, and I'm kind of, you know, black senses, be weary, you know what I'm saying? Are my lights on? Is everything working? You know what I'm saying? Where's my license? Uh-huh. Do I gotta, you know, reach for anything? Stuff like that. So, um, you know, racism's gonna come wherever. Country, city, small town, big town. It's no escape. Yeah, I think just being in South Carolina, period. Yeah. The experiences y'all describe are pretty universal throughout the whole state. Or the United States. Yes, the United States as well. Yes, yeah. We're singling out South Carolina for no reason. (laughs) It's it's the history of America. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. 
people and, should remember that. And 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 Chuck, it's it's interesting that you mentioned Boston because I think the because the obviously the civil rights movement took place through the South, and we know the visual like the media has portrayed it, movies have portrayed like the South being this super racist Confederate flag waving, you know, go home nigger type uh, <laughs> area. You know what I'm saying? Say that on this podcast. Uh, it, it's adding <laughs> to the context. Yeah, only, like, yeah it's, it's adding. It's okay. adding to the uh, to the to the story. But I I think people <laughs> fail to realize that places like New York, I mean, those are like divided. You know what I'm saying? Where they strictly say this is Chinatown, this is the Italian area, this is the Irish area. Um, you know, so and then you mentioned Boston. Um, you know, I've heard you talk about that. I actually know somebody else who went to school in Boston as well and said something similar. So, yeah. All right. So don't want to clamor too much on that. Upstate may be a little more racist, but America is racist. So yeah. that's just life. <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, where do we put the upstate? In comparison to the rest of the state? Yeah. Well, everywhere else at nine and they at ten. <laughs> so let me let me offer let me offer a theory on that. Though. Let me offer a theory. I think it's because there. Uh, I bet if you track the black population, um, there's probably less of us in the upstate than the Midlands and the Low Country. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it, it's when you have black people invading white spaces, you have tension and problems. But like it's so black in the rest of South Carolina, like yes, you know they got Lexington, and then they don't have anything else. So <laughs> that's <laughs> oh, they got Irmo. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Irmo. The the well, real bad part black. of the real it's, bad part really, of Lexington. Oh, man. I think it's gotten blacker since I was in high school. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> so thank you for that. So on a more positive note. So we know that Greenville is pretty much like the anchor for the upstate. So I'll probably refer to Greenville just as for the upstate. And just for the listeners, Greenville is, uh, as Chuck mentioned, is booming. It was uh, the fourth fastest growing city in America in 2015, 2016. It's also, Greenville County is the most populous county in the state. And the metropolitan area is also the most populous metropolitan area. Which includes Anderson. Yes. Includes the great city of Anderson. But there's another city that kind of stands out in the upstate and they call it Spartanburg. When I got to school, people were calling this place Sparkle City. Sparkle City. The Sparkle City. I've been to Spartanburg and it didn't quite sparkle to me. So I'm trying to figure out do you upstate natives know where this name came from? I never oh, even asked. No, I never thought about it. The question. Because no one goes to Spartanburg. You go through Spartanburg to go to Charlotte. <laughs> I mean, that's just the long and short of it. But um, yeah. <laughs> I can't say that. My my dad taught for three decades in Spartanburg County District Seven at uh, ILC. Carver Junior High School and Whitlock Junior High School and honestly I can't go to Spartanburg without meeting somebody that my daddy taught so that's what Spartanburg was to me it was like oh these are my dad's students like everybody in Spartanburg 
But I heard it was Sparkle City, so I'm like, oh, that's cool. Yeah, probably self-proclaimed from the Spartanburg natives. How do you, how would you compare it to Greenville? Do you think it's just like, it just doesn't compare, or, or is it like a little robbery? Like, how how does it fit with the <laughs> Well, I mean, Kim can probably speak to this too. If you're talking about a football field, no, it doesn't compare because they whooping everybody. But I guess <laughs> the whole state. They were, I don't know how what's in the water, but like that's the best football. Yes, maybe in the country, like for that little town, because it's not it's not the biggest. Um, the inner city, I guess. I mean, it does have a lot of black people. Uh, they and we're good at football. <laughs> yes. Right, but I haven't spent much time. I didn't spend that much time in Spartanburg. We go visit people and then we go back home. Or I go visit my dad in the school and I go back home. Even though I'm I'm 20 minutes away, but I feel like people in Spartanburg also come to Greenville. Like mm-hmm. same with Anderson, same with the whole upstate, like the downtown area where you go to congregate is probably downtown Greenville. Chuck, what's the high school in Spartanburg? Seven. Seven is Spartanburg High. Dorm okay. is is six. Okay. And Burns might be five. But like, yeah. Why five, is six, there seven. more than one district in Spartanburg County? So, fun fact Greenville is the only county that I can think of that the entire county is the school system. I know Anderson is broken up into five districts as well. So, there's five high schools in Anderson? See, don't do that. See, I'm just saying, um, so in the city proper, there's two. <laughs> in the city proper, there's two. T.L. and that west side. And then each town has its own high school. So you got Crescent High School, Palmetto High School, Powellsville High School, Pendleton High School. And I'm leaving out one because they don't matter. But anyway, um, so, um, but yes, we have, I think it's like, I think it counted up nine high schools in Anderson County. I think, but yeah. The county, not the city, though. Not the, right, the county. county, but the city proper is only two, T.L. Hannah and Westside, so, yeah. That's interesting. I think Richland County only has three districts, and really two. I think one district bleeds, I think Lexington, Richland, five. five yeah. has, it bleeds into Richland, but it's mostly Lexington. Yeah. So that's interesting. And well, Springfield County, off, the most populous county in the state, like you said, is one district. Right. That's like, I don't know mm-hmm. why, but the thing that was great about that, when it snowed in the mountains, yes. mm-hmm. I was out of school. I didn't live in the mountains, but if it snowed, a flake hit the top of the uh, Ropa Mountain, and every, all the schools in the whole county shut down. It was great. That's what's up. And Chuck, you brought this up. The football in um, the upstate, particularly at Spartanburg, is amazing. So I looked up some, just the football, the state high school football championships from 2000 to 2014. And every year from 2000 to 2014, at least one upstate school won the state championship. And that was in 4A, in 3A and 4A and 3A. So 4A uh-huh. was divided into two divisions. So even within that, there's at least one upstate school. And you have Dorman, Spartanburg, and Burns winning uh-huh. the majority of those. So shout out to Spartanburg County. And then you got Greenwood in there, Gaffney in there, um, Clinton, Union, Greer. Belton uh, Honor Pass won a state championship in that time frame. So the upstate definitely dominated 
football for sure. So you know how long them bus rides are. Jesus Christ! Yes, you go behind whoop. And then I was on the band too, Kim. So I know you know, man. Them some long bus rides to go get whooped and they come yeah. back home. <laughs> like ride an hour to get destroyed. <laughs> it's, it's, it was a sad existence, to be honest. I, oh man. And then I like at the time when I was in high school, like we had so some of our region was in Greenville. So we played like the likes of Malden. We played Hillcrest one year. Um, I remember we went to Malden. And Hannah was undefeated. This was my 10th grade. Yes, this would have been 2000 football season. And my, we went up to Malden. We were like, okay, we got this. The easy win. Malden sucks. We got blasted 63 to 7 at Malden. Now, mind you, it's the next county over. Malden is not that far from Anderson. But, Chuck, like you said, that was the longest flipping ride back to Anderson that night. Oh, my God. Like, like one year played Spring Valley. Same thing. So yeah. <laughs> and Kim, uh, I think you you said you had forgot a high school in that area. Is uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Is it Ren High School? Did you mention that? There you one? go. Yeah. That one, Ren High School. That's it. That's mm-hmm. in Piedmont, Anderson South Anderson County. Yes. Yeah, it's in Piedmont, South wow. Carolina. Piedmont, South Carolina. Yep. <laughs> yep. Cool. Cool, cool. The football is, is easily in Greenville. All these things, but yeah, it, it's it's yeah, all country. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Easily is in Greenville County. It is just before you start to get into uh, the Orange Place. Um, uh-huh. And I've driven through there plenty of times, and it's it's gross. Like it's it's there. <laughs> Like everybody, everybody moves slow. Like I would be driving up to Clemson, uh, and oh, you said the name. I did. You were doing so good. I was, but I'd be driving. <laughs> That's my second time. I got one more time. I'd be driving up there, and I'd be making good time, and I'd be like, "All right, I know when I hit easily, everything's gonna slow down," and and every time. People are just driving slow. It's only like a two-lane road that really runs through it to where I was going. You get on uh, State Highway 123. 123, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nothing but open spaces and cows and a two-lane road. And I don't want to speed too much because, again, I'm black. and I, Yeah, yeah. I ain't trying to do that. So there was that. The football, though, that y'all mentioned uh, is crazy because I think one year Northeast got scheduled by T.L. Hanna for their homecoming game. And I feel like and y'all would have got beat. Oh, I'm sorry. We did. No, we did. We did. Because I feel like at the, this was my this might have been my senior year because the year before that we made that run to state and we had four or five Division one college football players, uh, you know, most most famously Rodney Polk, who came to Carolina uh-huh. as well. Uh, Adam Patterson went to Michigan. Um, who else, Justin? What was uh, Calvin Harris? Mark, Harris? Mark Barnes? Yeah, Mark Barnes was my class, though. Uh, but, oh, okay. Yeah, uh, but, Gary uh, Gary Gray was your class, too, but yep. he went DU1. He went to Notre Dame. Uh, uh, who else? I can't remember everybody. Yeah, I was Calvin Harrison school. went to uh, Kentucky. Um, as well, so we had we had a lot of talent, but the following year, my senior year, we were not good, and I think that's the year Hannah scheduled us for their homecoming. And I feel like if somebody schedules you for your their homecoming, like that's disrespect. Like homecoming is a game you're supposed to win. 
Unless you go to USA. <laughs> right. <laughs> then you end up losing Sorry. to the Citadel. Before we, uh, I actually want to talk about that for a second, but before we move, get to that, um, as far as my introduction to how great the Upstate football was, uh, I didn't really know that Upstate was that great until, like said mentioned, his junior year, they Northeast went to the state championship and played Burns. So I was that I was a freshman in college at USC, and I remember the night. It was, uh, it was bad, Chuck. It was bad. It was a Friday night. Yep. It was also a late night Carolina, and I was gonna go to Williams Bryce and see the state championship game, and then go back to campus and you know have fun because you know, USC we got. Right. I think I call said. And it was halftime. I said, what's the score? He was like, it's 42 to nothing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I did not know Burns was the juggernaut that they were. Yeah. I had no idea. I I mean, I I would always see in the paper that upstate schools are winning, but I just didn't know how dominant they were. Listen. I'm going to put y'all on game real quick because my dad... I remember him talking about it, and then I think we talked about it while I was in college. So Burns football, like that was the that was the Bill Belichick. They yeah, it's Farmer County. They have little, they have junior high schools. So it's six, no, it's seventh, eighth, and ninth. No, six, seven, eight. Six, seventh, and eighth. Mm-hmm. No, no, it's seventh, eighth, and ninth. I think in some places. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Whatever. They have middle, they have junior high school football. And it's like the seven districts. So your feeder middle schools, the feeder middle schools to Burns ran the Burns football system. So they had a feeder program. By the time they got to high school, they had been playing in that system for three, four years. Yeah. So my dad worked in, he coached football and basketball for like 20 years and then moved into administration. And, um, he was trying to get District 7 to do the, the same thing. I could only imagine because Spartanburg High School was competing with Burns even without that system. But, like, they were trained up in that thing. So by the time they were seniors playing, like, they were just whooping everybody. They could do this in their sleep, which, yeah. you know, that's like, it's Belichick, it's saving, it's recruiting. Like, that's the uh-huh. first time I heard of people that, like, build a program in high school. Yeah. Uh, I remember. Yeah, I, I remember reading about that. Uh, is Bobby Bentley still at Carolina? No. Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. Okay, so Bobby Bentley was the coach when <laughs> yeah. uh, we got blasted. Uh, and yeah, I remember Justin calling me. I told him we lost uh, fifty-two to eight. We uh, scored a touchdown. The string in after that. Oh, they had the third string in. Uh, <laughs> we was getting drugged. Right now, we had an amazing defense. But I think the thing was was the, the the hype was that Northeast had this amazing defense with Paul and Patterson and Harrison and Gary playing corner. Like all these guys are going to sign D one SEC Big Ten scholarships. Burns had this amazing offense. Willie Corn, who was a bust at the Orange Place, uh, man, wasn't he? Yeah. So he was supposed to be the next great. Yeah, he was supposed to be the great White Hope going into uh, Paul Palace. Uh, so. Um, that offense versus that defense, but like nobody talked about Burns' defense. 
And Burns' defense got to us the whole game, and it was crazy. And it was cold. Uh, it was like 30 degrees outside, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. And for my listeners here in Indianapolis, 30 degrees in South Carolina is really, really cold. I know that's yes. just a spring day for y'all here <laughs> where you'll rock some shorts and a T-shirt and be like, uh, it's a little brisk uh, because it hits the negatives but here. But scientifically, that's below freezing. It is. Water don't even like to be in 30 degrees. Exactly. But these people <laughs> so here, these people here would just throw on a jacket and be like, oh, it's, you know, it's kind of cold out today. But, you know, meanwhile, I'm, I'm freezing my tail. I would say ice cold. <laughs> Y'all are so whack. Of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was, it was, it was bad. The upstate football man was uh, just talented. You know what I'm saying? Uh, definitely talented. Even, even the cats I was playing flag football against, uh, this one white dude, uh, my homeboy, uh, Dean. Dean was super fast. He was from Gaffney and he was like super athletic. He played every sport, basketball, football, baseball, and he was just good. You know what I'm saying? And like he helped get us to like the uh, the flag football championship, man, because he could scramble. You know what I'm saying? So all them boys up there, regardless, man, they could they could play ball. So it's that mountain water, man. It's the air. It's that the air. air that mountain air and water. Mountain, mountain air. air. There's nothing better than Greenville air and water. Get that get that fresh water <laughs> off the off the creek and everything coming off the mountains right. with some mountain air filling your lungs. You can run for days. I mean, Gaffney football is great on the song too because, as y'all may know, some trivia is Gaffney High School has the most, you know, state championships to their name in the upstate. So, I didn't know that. There you go. And uh, one Sydney Rice came from Gaffney. Yes. Shout out to Gaffney. So upstate natives, we all are connected because we went to the University of South Carolina, located in Columbia. What was it like going from the upstate to Columbia? Like, what did you think of Columbia when you got there? And we'll start with Kim. Um, Columbia, wow, that was the big city, quote unquote. Um, <laughs> you know, how close the big city was, Greenville. And then if you felt extra bougie, you went to Charlotte or Atlanta, which Anderson is right in between the two of those, but people don't know where Anderson, South Carolina is located. Two Boston. hours either one. So, yeah, but it's two hours to either one, two hours to Charlotte, two hours to Atlanta. And then coming to Columbia was like, oh, my gosh, you know, I'm in a school in a big city. And then the school is in the middle of the city. I don't need a car. I lied badly. But <laughs> but I mean, going to Columbia, it was a great experience because the only time I went down was to visit family, you know, like a little day trip or for field trips when I was in middle school, elementary school to the state museum and all that stuff. But um Columbia, great. Good times. Y'all city is y'all hometown is nice. So yeah. <laughs> it's a college town. I ain't gonna say all that. I, 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 it's not a college town to me because if you take away the college, it's still the state capital. State government still sits there. True. So it was now, that really place, now the only thing that USC doesn't own is the Capitol building. So. Essentially. I, I see now, yeah. Essentially. Uh, <laughs> Carolina has spread their wings and I'm waiting for them to basically paint the 
the uh, Capitol building garnered in black. So. And I noticed on the street signs downtown that they have the USC logo on them. They do. They have the Gates uh, symbols on there. Uh, so they're they're constantly spreading. Like I said, I'm just waiting wow. for them to just be like, this is this is us. So. Yeah. I know Columbia was Columbia was dope. I think Columbia was fun because of USC though. I I had been to Columbia. I have family that lived there. My uh my cousin played baseball with said. So I I've been to out to the outskirts of Columbia. Good times. I think the thing that shocked me was how big the city is. Like it goes forever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Drive for an hour. Shout out for two not road. Do not, yeah. do not. Do y'all do y'all know the history behind Two Notch Road? Great time. What did you say, Zed? I said, do y'all know the history behind Two Notch Road? It goes from it goes from Columbia to DC. It feels like, but one one is highway one. Yeah, it's US Highway One. It goes from Miami to New York, don't it? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's US Highway yeah. One. Uh, I've actually driven the state highway outside of Columbia, which is interesting. And Chuck, if you were finished, I'll let you finish before I give mine. I'm go. Okay. So I learned this in eighth grade, uh, which is one of the interesting things I want to ask y'all about your time in like elementary, middle, high school, whatever. I feel like in Columbia, we each each grade level, we learn more and more about South Carolina history. So when people talk to me and history, I majored in history. History has been one of my favorite subjects. So when people ask me about like South Carolina stuff, I can provide a lot of historical context and stuff. Uh, so Two Notch Road was actually a main travel and hunting road for Native Americans in the what is now Columbia area. Uh, so the how they managed to get back to their camps and everything was they would put two notches in the trees along their hunting uh, roads uh, in the trees. So that is how they navigated where they were going to hunt and how they got back. So I learned this in eighth grade from my history teacher, which I thought was interesting. Um, So if you didn't know, now you know. Huh. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I think another, uh, and we talked about this too, I think we mentioned this in the 803 episode. Uh, there's a lot of Native American influence nationwide, of course, but definitely within the state and definitely in the upstate as well. Um, do y'all, I've heard stories about 96. Is that a familiar town to y'all too? Yes, I've heard of 96. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's uh, a number. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how many people are in the whole city. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> But wait, aren't is Denmark and Nor- Norway and all of is that in the PD or is that the Midlands? That's the Midlands. That's the Midlands. Okay. Right. And Norway is a country. <laughs> Y'all have Scandinavian countries for a reason I cannot figure out. <laughs> I have cities named after Scandinavian countries. Is there a Finland, South Carolina? I, I don't know. It might be. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who really knows? History people. Uh, let me hold on. Let me pull my facts back up because it was French settlers originally here, uh, and then we had some others as well. I'm pretty sure it was a mix of all kinds of Europeans in the joint, but uh, Spanish and French arrived in the 16th century, so 1700s, and the Cherokee and Catawba Indians were some of the. Uh, First Native Americans or the major Native American tribes as well. Um, <clears throat> so you have uh, also the town of like, you got like the Shira Indians and uh, stuff like that as well. So 
I don't know why there's a Denmark. Uh, 96 is also <laughs> tied to a Native American story as well. I think it has some connection to what would be Pocahontas and all the other stuff. So Interesting. Quite upstate. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, upstate. Uh, as we know, the 843 has their own language and accent and slang. Some might call them thick-tongued. <laughs> the Midlands has the word bow. What does the upstate have, if anything? Any slang? Any anything? What do y'all have? Oh, man. Moonshine. Hmm. BMW. <laughs> Moonshine and BMW. That's it. Fair enough. <laughs> and, I, and I may have mixed the two at one point in my life. Oh. <laughs> it's lit. Them Carolina days, boy. Yes. Driving down Bluff Road. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. Language wise, I, I feel like it's it's just, it is a Southern town. So Greenville's a southern mill town, southern textile town. Yes. Same for Anderson. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. There's less black people, so there's less pigeon languages, which is yeah. That's where that comes from. It's the slave traders' language, or at least that's one. Some of the people that used it. So we were kind of far away from that. So as racist as we are, <laughs> probably less slaves up there. It was a bunch of poor white people uh, in the middle. Good point. Good point. Right. And it's like, you know, my mom was telling me a story back in the day. Like, so like Chuck mentioned, very textile oriented. So we have neighborhoods that's called Mill Hills. So Mill Hills are like houses that are around a large textile or cotton mill and my mom would always say that male hill white people i'm not going to say the word she used but male hill white people were beneath black people in a sense because they were poor they were white people didn't like them and like now the male hill if you live on the male hill you're we already know what you're about you know so it's kind of like in anderson at least Sometimes it's the reverse. So, like, you know, if you live on a mill hill, people got a pre-judgment of you. You know, it's kind of prejudice against you already. Like, oh, you live on a mill hill. I'm staying away from you. You don't have much. You act like this and you do this. So, yeah. I know y'all wanted to stay away from race, but y'all Not really. No. That black guy <laughs> came on PBS and they talked about Fred Hampton. They shot Fred Hampton because he was collaborating with uh, impoverished white people. And like, I feel like the upstate, one thing that the upstate gave me is like, um, class is a thing. Race is definitely a thing. Class is also a thing. And there's Mm -hmm. definitely poor white people in this country that may have privilege because of their skin, but their poverty has also held them back in many different ways and like so as both oppressed people sitting up in the upstate off the mill hill i guess you know it's kind of a different perspective where everything is us versus them um where i've been since then growing up 
yeah, there were some racist people, but that was just racist people. And then it was like everybody struggling, trying to get get their own, trying to survive. Uh-huh. All right. Before we wrap up, I have to um, ask a couple of questions. So in the last episode, I asked about these mythical places in the area, if they were real places. So I got to ask, is, is Lander University a real place? <laughs> Definitely. Yes. Have you ever been there and met somebody who graduated from there? My best friend went to Lander and graduated from there. <laughs> oh, okay, so it is real. It's in Greenwood. Yes. In Greenwood. Oh, it's, it's, yep. it's in Greenwood. <laughs> also, I was told Greenwood is the meanest place in South Carolina, but I don't know how true that is. Ooh. They've never been to Spartanburg. No offense okay. to that truck, but um, Spartanburg is, Spartanburg is more <laughs> like, mean. It's like, you know, it's like, seriously, like, if you turn on the news, like, when I'm at home, the news comes on, it's always Spartanburg and Anderson. It ping-pongs back and forth. Like, okay, who got killed in what city this time? Who got arrested for this? So whoever done that? So it's the upstate's yeah. Merck City. Spartanburg <laughs> is the Merck City, city of the upstate. Yeah. I asked about Merck City in the last episode, and I didn't know what that was. My mom was from Somerton around Sumter. I didn't know they were killing folks or something like that. The only place I knew they would kill people was in Spartanburg. That's right. That's, that's where the crime was. I wasn't gonna say that earlier since Kim brought it up. I mean, you know. Yeah, I think we've established on this episode that Sparkle City doesn't really sparkle unless they're talking about the gun for when people get shot. The gun. <laughs> Terrible. That's the episode by itself. That is. That is. We're going to have to do a bonus episode with. Uh, oh, yeah, we got to get a Spartanburg and a Greenwood. Greenwood and Lawrence. Yeah. We need like somebody that's from one of them corner joints, man, that border North Carolina. Yeah. So yeah. you're talking about somebody from Oconee and Pickens. Yeah. Y'all, y'all know anybody from Seneca, Pickens? Uh, not any, nope. nope. Not any black people. No. I'm just kidding, I don't know. If we're if we're talking <laughs> crime rates, uh, Anderson is 38 per thousand, uh, and Greenville County is 49 per thousand. Uh, and in perspective, that's probably in terms of population size and everything else that has to do with that. Some other statistics, uh, the Robert Wood Johnson. Where Spartanburg? Uh, I'd, have to, I'd have to look it up real quick. Uh, but in terms of uh, health, overall health, uh, Anderson sits at 16th in the state. And then... Um, Greenville six sits at number two, uh, likely because it is has those business sectors, so you have more affluent areas in those places. Uh, so the overall rankings and health outcomes basically represents how healthy the county is within the state. And then for overall rankings and health factors, basically the uh, representation of influences that influence health and how healthy people are. Uh, Anderson sits at 14 and Greenville sits at, looks like, number one. Shout out to Greenville. It was a a great place to live and raise your children. I I keep telling people this. Honestly, the only only people that agree with me are like, I was a consultant and I used to meet clients. They'd be like, oh, I visited Greenville. It's a wonderful place. I'd love to move there. And I was like, what happened to Greenville? But apparently, it's really true. It's a lovely, lovely place. Downtown Greenville is amazing. (laughs) It's definitely come up a whole lot. And, um, 
I mean, growing up in Columbia, we just didn't really think about the other areas in the state. But uh, when I... <laughs> wow. Because <laughs> now when I meet people, they're like, Charleston, Charleston. And I was like, we weren't going to Charleston like that. And then I hear a little bit about Greenville. We weren't going to Greenville like that either. But uh-huh. Greenville is definitely very nice. Their downtown has been built up. Um, so I do want to end with one more question. I need to know if this place is real as well. Is Limestone College a real place? <laughs> and if so, I need you to tell me their mascot. I've heard of it. I know it's in Gaffney, but I don't know anything else about it. Um, no, I don't know anything about it. There's a lot of colleges, and I was like, man, that's a whole lot. That's a whole lot of colleges. Must be oh, it's real. not real. <laughs> You're telling me it's not real, and Limestone is just a rock. <laughs> like, so I know it's in Gaffney that's all I know but <laughs> the fact that Gaffney has a college just blows my mind <laughs> Limestone College is located in Gaffney South Carolina as Kim mentioned it is a small little <laughs> arts college uh, <laughs> you know the- what I bet though I bet all those little colleges that y'all never heard of if they have a football team that football team is probably sick <laughs> I know North Greenville has a football team. I know North Greenville has a little school. Yeah, I've I've heard of. I actually I've knew somebody who went to North Greenville from time to time. Has been for a while. North Green might have had a football team. I think they have one now. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They okay, do. so Upstate's got good health, football, <laughs> and. A slight bit more racism. There, I got, I got one more for you though. Just for the whole set, uh, we talked about Burns High School. They played on ESPN. Yep. They were nationally ranked. That's great. There's another high school team that was nationally ranked. Those Riverside Warriors. I think it was 2003 or 2004. The baseball squad. Yeah. Nobody wanted to see us. I don't know if they were undefeated or they had one loss, but they were like number two in the nation. Look it up, said Warren. You know about it. Uh, no, I, I will speak to the baseball culture of the Upstate, too. Uh, they were good. I went to a lot of camps uh, that good. USC hosted. Yes, they were really good. Uh, put some respect on Brad Hawkins' name. Uh, and... <laughs> A lot of the kids that came to those camps were from Malden, uh, Gaffney, Riverside. We we actually had to play Gaffney my junior year, and I think this is just after they won state, and it was not pretty. Um, so that was a tough game. Yeah, that was after that was after our dynasty. Yeah, that was. Yeah, yeah. nobody was beating us. Gaffney was 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 starting to come up. I'd say like two thousand four or five, six or whatever. They were they were really playing some good baseball. But actually the low uh, country or lower state, uh, as we do it in the divisions for sports, uh, had some really good talent too. But we'll talk about that next week. And uh, Limestone College, last thing before we finish, uh, their mascot is actually a St. Bernard dog. No way. Yep. And their nickname is wasn't real in the state. And you got Beethoven as the mascot. (laughs) (laughs) Limestone ain't real. Uh, non-denominational Christian college, and then apparently it looks like they are becoming Limestone University. Oh wow! In July of twenty (laughs) twenty, everything getting big in the upstate. That's 
I mean, when Anderson became a university, I'm like, why? <laughs> How? No one goes there. They got to tag. They got to tag. Making money from somewhere. I don't know. All right. <laughs> okay, upstaters. Yeah. Before we go, anything, last words you want to say to rep your region or hometown? Start with Chuck. I'm glad you didn't ask me about Bob Jones. I thought. Yes, I was waiting on that question too. To be it honest. was on my note, <laughs> and I we already went so we went in with the racism. Yeah. I just kind of left it alone. I ain't gonna lie. Somebody from there taught me how to play the saxophone, and she was a great music teacher. They had a great music store, Pecknell Music Store, right across from the campus. It's where I got my lessons. Just give the people a little bit on Bob Jones. Yeah, you First of all, it's a ridiculous name, but you know. It's not ridiculous. It's named after Bob Jones. It's named after Bob Jones. <laughs> but just give a little bit about the, the university. I, I don't know all the history. All I know is a very conservative Christian university. One of these places, the women had to wear skirts down to their ankles. That's how you could pick out the Bob Jones students <laughs> on uh, Pleasantburg Drive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, down the street from Furman. They're not that far from each other. About 15, 20 minutes. Um and it's it's a special place, but they also owned like a place in Greenville next to the campus, and that's where the music store was. And so I can't be mad that Bob Jones existed because they taught me music. Well, you kind of left out they didn't allow. Um, oh yeah, no black people. Interracial black. dating. No interracial dating. Yeah. Interracial dating. Yeah. Basically, they were trapped in like the nineteen or the eighteen or whatever long time ago rules depending on where you are in the country and when they change the rules they were trapped there till like 2000 and yesterday gotcha so you're saying bob jones also known as jim crow university (laughs) pretty uh, much pretty much (laughs) oh bob jones i'm glad you brought it up chuck i was gonna let y'all slide on that so that's greenville we don't claim them that's greenville but that's not Anderson. That's what you're saying, Kim. That's what I'm saying, Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> Any last words, Kim? You know, people always crack a joke. You know, you don't go to Anderson, you go through Anderson. And you know, as the movie said, the radio movie said at the end, if you ever find yourself in Anderson on the fall Friday night, drop in on a Teal Hannah High School football game. The best time you'll ever have. And Upstate as a whole is a great place. You know, I crack jokes about it, but it's home. It's home and it's close to my heart. You can take me out of South Carolina, but you can't take South Carolina out of me. So, great way to end. Shout out to the 864. Shout out to the 864. Nice, nice, nice. Well, I appreciate both of y'all for being on here. And uh, Bob Jones University is actually in several states, Florida, Tennessee, and South Carolina, just so you know. He got multiple campuses? He got a chain of colleges. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. That's where Trump got it from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Uh, in the in the nineteen twenties, it started in. Uh, it was Tennessee, you know, in Florida. They moved to Tennessee, then opened a campus in nineteen forties in uh, 
Greenville, South Carolina. So that's where we're at with Bob Jones University. Uh, again, Chuck and Kim, thank you so much for representing the upstate. I know we still have a couple other counties and regions that we need to get into from the upstate. So those may be some bonus clips that we drop. I appreciate y'all taking the time to be on said talk uh, and give us the perspective. Like I said, I have listeners here in Indianapolis now, and I really think bringing them this uh, the uh, perspective of what South Carolina is, what home is, uh, is really good. So, Kim, I'm like you. You know what I'm saying? South Carolina is always going to be in me. I'm always rep uh, wherever I go, regardless of the issues, problems, foolery that we see on the on the television. Uh, that's where uh-huh. it is. So, uh, and to everybody who is listening, be sure to follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at said underscore talk. Uh, be sure to click the link in the bio to listen to past episodes. You can listen to last week's episode on the 803 in the Midlands. Uh, stay tuned for next week's episode as we wrap up uh, as well. I think you'll really enjoy that one. Be sure to uh, Kim is laughing. What the truck is doing? <laughs> uh, Chucktown cut up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the eight four three, the Chucktown, the, just that whole region is is a cultural phenomenon. So I think y'all will really enjoy it. Uh, for those who listen, we might need two episodes for that. We might have to break it up. You know, there's five five Mondays. I think we got like five weeks in May total, so we may be able to do that. Uh, we may have. I to told do you the whole series need to be about South Carolina. <laughs> uh, so we will uh, definitely get into that next week. Uh, like I said, be sure to click the link in our bios to listen to. Past episodes and also cop some merch man we got mugs i got stickers i got t-shirts uh, all the proceeds help me pay off my student loans and also goes to my nonprofit organization palmetto pride sports uh, which is a low-cost club and travel sports organization dedicated to minor youth who play sports with low minority representation that includes baseball softball lacrosse tennis and soccer uh, so if you're interested in learning more about that and being a part of that uh, please email me at smwarren1906 at outlook.com and uh, once again thanks for everybody being on and thanks for listening